Welcome to Bible Prophecy for Today, where I discuss controversial topics in news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. Well, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for Today. Today, we're going to be going through chapter 18 of the book of Revelation, Babylon is Fallen. So uh, I did try to do this last night. I tried to get it put up last night, but I tell you what, I was not feeling very good last night. I don't know if it's spiritual warfare or what, but uh, lots of strange things um, have been happening. So we're going to jump into it bright and early this morning. Well, this is bright and early for me. <laughs> anyway, so Babylon is fallen. So let's read about it. I, I want to um, give you guys some resources really quick um, before we jump into this. If you guys have not uh, checked out, it's Tim LaHaye. Okay. Uh, Tim LaHaye and Thomas Ice, uh, and they have a book. It's called Charting the End Times. And uh, if you guys want to grab that, that's going to help you tremendously uh, during these end times. And so you'll have an idea of what's going on, what's to come. And uh, if you happen to be left behind, then you're really going to have a, a timeline of what's going to happen and what's going on. So anyway, um, they also have a little study guide, which I picked up the study guide, and uh, I really like it. It's good. It's got questions, uh, and you're going to get a very good understanding of the end times from Zechariah, Joel, Daniel, uh, Isaiah. All of it's going to uh, culminate into Revelation. It's going to point you all the way around and, and tells you how Scripture, how everything comes together uh, just like God had it planned. And so another good uh, book would be um, with a little bitty, um, oh, what do you call it? Like a little quick look. It's a little kind of like a teeny tiny book, maybe you could say. Um, anyway, it's called A Quick Look at the Rapture and the Second Coming. And that is also by Tim LaHaye. And so if you ever had a question and people always tell you um, that the rapture and the second coming are the same event, then you can break this down and show them, no, it's not. It's not the same event. Um, I catch more flack from quote unquote Christians and I'm not just saying, hey, you guys are wrong. That's not, I'm talking hatred, absolute hatred, because, uh, yeah, they think that um, that we're, like, giving this false gospel or something, which we're not. It's all in the Bible. Um, just look at Enoch. Enoch walked with God and was not for God took him. Jesus Christ actually ascended um, into heaven. And, uh, yeah, quite a few of them, as a matter of fact, Elijah taken up in a whirlwind and a chariot and uh, many, many instances. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that. That's not what this study is about. Um, so anyway, go check it out. Tim LaHaye, Charting the End Times. And you can get his other little book, um, A Quick Look at the Rapture and the Second Coming. Breaks them down, shows you why they're different by scripture. So, all right, got my coffee this morning. So Revelation 18, let's start. Babylon is fallen. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illumined with his glory. So that's verse 1, It says, earth was made bright with his glory. So the fifth bowl, which was uh, chapter 16, verse 10, will have plunged the world into darkness. Again, that backdrop, then the sudden blazing appearance of another angel, but not the same as in 17.1. Uh, will clearly rivet the world's attention on him and his message of judgment on Babylon. So I am going to use today uh, 
uh, Pastor and Dr. John MacArthur's study Bible notes. And so I'm going to kind of paraphrase, para, I can't even talk today, paraphrase his notes so you guys will have an idea uh, of what his take on is, the, his take on this is. And uh, so I also like Dr. Uh, David Jeremiah. And I've read through uh, Dr. David Jeremiah's and Warren Wiersbe and um, several other ones. And I've, you know, kind of looked at all this, but I happen to like uh, the way John MacArthur breaks this one down. And so that's what we're going to use today. So um, he goes and uh, he goes in chapter 18, verse two says, and he cried out with a mighty voice saying, fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place of demons in a prison of every unclean spirit in a prison every unclean hateful bird for all the nations have drunk of the wine of the passion of her immorality and the kings of the earth have committed acts of immorality with her and the merchants of the earth have become rich by the wealth of her sensuality so let's break that down so it says fallen is babylon the great and he says um the verse from which these words come from, he says, comes from actually, if you want to go, we can actually look it up. Let's look it up. It's Isaiah 21, 9. So Isaiah 21 says, uh, 21 verse 9 says, Now behold, here comes a troop of riders, horsemen in pairs. And one said, Fallen, fallen is Babylon. And all the images of her gods are shattered on the ground. So that's where that verse is actually coming from, and it's actually in Revelation as well. So, and it also um, says that the Greek text views um, uh, the results of this as if it had already taken place, which it has not, but that's what it is. It says, um, but the seventh bowl is being referred to here, he says, and it is yet to come at this point. And so when it comes, this is Revelation 16, 17 to 21, he says, when it comes, devastation and annihilation will take place course leaving the entire place leaving the whole world to demons right so revelation 18 3 says wine of her sexual immorality because this is religious babylon and it lures the nations into a spiritual drunkenness and fornication with false gods we see that happening everywhere so commercial babylon is seducing the unbelieving world into a materialistic stupor i don't know do you guys see that happening today anywhere bueller bueller for you old people like me who remember Bueller. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that the people of the world will become drunk with passion because of relationship with Babylon. I've never seen so much commercialism in my life. And I remember it was back in 2008 or so, somewhere around there, I was sitting at a Sonic drive-in. Uh, not really drive-in, but a Sonic. They're like little, I'm sure y'all have those. Maybe not. Maybe it's just confined to the South. Uh, anyway, they do have some idiotic commercials. But anyway, I was sitting there in my little spot and they brought my little food to me, you know, and I was sitting there and I looked up and I saw this car and uh, her license plate on the front said, it's all about me. She was driving like, I think it was like a Mercedes or something. I can't remember, or Jaguar, one of the two. Anyway, it says, it's all about me. And I looked and I was like, mm, it's not all about you, honey. And then shortly after that, when I went to manage uh, for Kmart, I moved to New Mexico and we were getting all these shirts in saying it's all about me. It's all about me. And I was like, no, no, it's not all about me. But anyway, that's when I, that's when I could see the tide turning like dramatic shift in focus um, to, to it's all about me and me, 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 and, you know, all of this pride and, like, all of this stuff. And now look how far we've fallen just since then. And I don't know about the rest of the world, but the United States, we have crashed. We are the slime pit. We are in the muddy mire right now. 
we are being judged by God for a reprobate mind. And he's turned us over. He's turned our nation over to a reprobate mind. And as I look around the world, it seems like he's turned the entire world over uh, to a reprobate mind. And of course, that just leads us to the tribulation. And so it had to happen. I mean, it had to happen. He prophesied it would happen. He said it would happen. It's going to happen. And we see it happening. <laughs> so there we go. So anyway, let's continue. And it says, of course, the materialistic stupor, right? And so we are all in in that. I mean, everybody, like for me, I've never been a materialistic person. Like I've never had to have the newest thing or the nicest car or the whatever. I'll take that back. I'll take that back. I did years ago, like in my 20s, I was very ambitious and I was a workaholic. I've always been like, like so much of a workaholic, but, you know, I was very ambitious back then and had to have the nice clothes and I had to do all the, you know, blah, blah, blah. And thank God I got out of that. And that didn't last very long. I'm still, I'm still kind of ambitious. I really shouldn't say that I'm not. But, yeah. But now I'm ambitious for a different reason. Now I'm more ambitious on getting the word of God out uh, to everybody while there's still time. So, yes, that is the most important thing to me. And that's what I basically live for. I get up thinking about it. I go to bed thinking about it. It says, uh, so that the, the people of the world will become drunk with a passion because of the relationship with Babylon, kings and merchants. So these are political rulers and corporate leaders alike are swept up in this worldwide system of commerce. And you see that happening right now. So think, think about it. What did 2020 do? What did COVID-19 do? It shut down small mom and pop businesses, right? It shut down small businesses. And I think that was their goal because they want these big tech and large corporations to pretty much, you know, take over, which they have. And uh, you remember you couldn't even get your hair cut. I remember that here in Texas. We had a, a lady that cut a cut someone's hair and they sent her to jail for it. I was like, what? But yeah, so they want to shut down mom and pop stores. They want the Walmarts. They want uh, Amazon. They want all these big corporations they want apple coca-cola pepsi all these liberal um corporations to pretty much be in control right and as you can see with elon musk buying out twitter or buying twitter hasn't happened yet but they are having a conniption fit all these liberals are coming oh they're gonna bring free speech back we can't have free speech no no we can't control the narrative wait wait something's got to happen right something's got to happen uh, yeah, so they want big, large corporations to take over the world. And right here, it, just, it, just, it talks about it right here. You have um, worldwide system of commerce. And what, what else are we seeing that's, you know, bringing us this into focus? Right? And we're going to continue uh, the uh, study of Revelation chapter 18, where I was so rudely cut off by my sure microphone. So it finally crashed and bit the dust that is the second microphone of sure the mv7 that i have purchased in the last like six months this one didn't even make it a month so my dogs in the background are are not happy about that so i shipped that bad boy off right back where i bought it at least this time it crashed within a month and uh was still under the uh time frame where i could return it so i did and so let's pick up where i left off we see the world system, you know, coming into effect, right? We see all this, the materialism, the commercialism, and blah, blah, blah. Like I was saying, you know, the World Economic Forum, right? These people seem to be trying to transform um, how we all live and how we all do business and what we take for granted in our freedoms, right? And they are. <clears throat> but I, I noticed 
that uh, that middle word is economic. So World Economic Forum, which brings us to what are they doing? Well, they're bringing us to the tribulation, unbeknownst to them, but totally beknownst to God, because God is in ultimate control, and uh, He's the one that's um that's moving things along, right? He's bringing everything together, and He's allowing these things to happen. He's even putting thoughts into their heads, right? It's like when Gog, you know, the leader of Magog, when he comes in to invade Israel, you know, God puts those thoughts into his head, and so he was like, "What?" He starts to come down. So that's soon to happen too, and I did uh. A study on that that was Ezekiel 38 and 39 and so um let's continue and so uh as we are reading in the notes of uh Dr. John MacArthur and his study bible I totally recommend it I mean if you guys need a good study bible I man get it because you're gonna be like what and he is I think he's around 80 years old and he's still man he still sounds like he's in his 50s uh absolutely have so much respect for him so anyway we're going to move on so uh he's talking about um the wine of her sexual immorality of course we talked about that the religious babylon uh lures the nations into spiritual drunkenness and fornication with false gods we see that happening everywhere commercial babylon uh seduces the unbelieving world into a materialistic stupor we see that happening right now uh so that the people of the world will become drunk with passions because of their uh, relationships with babylons the kings and the merchants so the political rulers and corporate leaders alike of course are swept up into this worldwide system of commerce so we see that happening world economic forum we have the coca-colas the pepsis um you have all of these um corporations right putting mom and pop uh businesses you know out they're just like putting them out and that's what 2020 did i do believe that was a huge plan because you can think about this has all been planned right remember event 201 um bill gates and the world economic forum had all these people involved right on what we can do what happens if there's this like coronavirus and blah 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 well it went hook line and sinker step by step like the plan that they had laid out for all of us right so they released this virus upon the world and here we have um, what was it the other night? We have Bill Gates saying well, there's like a more than five percent chance that there's going to be a greater. You know, we're not, we're not, we haven't seen the end of. We haven't seen the end. Sorry about that. We have not seen the end of uh, COVID nineteen. There's going to be a more transmissible and a more fatality uh, uh, driven virus, right? That's going to be that's going to come. We haven't seen the end of 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 COVID nineteen. Is what he's saying. So. Basically, they're just warning us that they've, you know, they've got another plan. And right when you think like we're like, you know, and Jesus talks about birth pains, right? Labor pains upon a pregnant woman where there's a little bit of reprieve, right? And they come back more intense and more intense and more intense. And I believe right now that we're in the reprieve uh, section right now before they come back more intense, right? And of course, we don't know how long we will be here until Christ comes to rapture his church. So we don't know how long we're going to be here, but we're going to see some bad things. We're already seeing some really bad things. Things that I never thought I would see, right, as a Christian, um, is happening, right? I thought this is going to be way long into the future, the end days, right? Like I'd already been gone and buried and up in heaven, right? But no, we're here now seeing all of this stuff. So anyway, listen to them. They will tell you what their plans are. So this is a totally planned event. And so Satan has been planning this for millennia, right? He has, and so, and, and of course, now God is allowing these things to happen. So we're going to move right along. Uh, 18 verse 4, 
So let's read 18 verse 4. I don't think I've read that. Uh, let me see. Let me go back up here. Do, 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 do. So 18 verse 4. That tells us. And it says, I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not participate in her sins and receive of her plagues. Uh, for her sins have piled up as high as heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Pay her back even as she has paid, and give back to her double according to her deeds in the cup which has uh, which she has mixed mixed twice as much for her to the degree that she glorified herself and lived sensuously to the same degree give her torment and mourning for she says in her heart i sit as a queen and i am not a widow and will never see mourning for this reason in one day her plagues will come pestilence and mourning and famine and she will be burned up with fire for the lord god who judges her is strong lament for Babylon. So let's check out uh, some uh, notes on that. So that's a lot to take in, right? So we're going to move down here and it says, it says, come out of her, my people. So God will call his own to disentangle themselves from this evil system. Like, like right now, you can see that happening. Christians, we are completely set apart from the world. And if you mix with the world, then you might want to take a look at your lifestyle and realize like we are not in the, we're in this world, but we are not of this world, the Bible says. So anyway, he says, of course, this may be God's calling the elect to abandon the world system and come to faith in the Savior. In either case, he says the message is to abandon the system before it is destroyed. And you can read about that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, and 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. The judgment of God in that society uh, is living in sin. Sinful, arrogant self-indulgence can be avoided. Isaiah, Isaiah's and Jeremiah's message to their people was to leave Babylon as well. And you can read about that in Isaiah 48, 20, Jeremiah 58, 51, 6 through 9, and verse 45 of that chapter. So Revelation 18, 5 tells us, remember, uh, you can go back to Revelation 16, 19. It says, God does not remember the iniquities of his people. That's Jeremiah 31, 34, but does remember to protect them in Malachi 3, verses 16, uh, all the way to chapter 4, verse 2 in Malachi. So for unrepentant Babylon, there will be no such forgiveness, only judgment. Uh, six uh, verses six through seven says pay her back and he goes the angel calls for God to recompense wrath to Babylon in her own cup to repay her according to her own deeds because this is an echo of the Old Testament law of retaliation that's Exodus 21 verse uh, 24 so it says a which will be implemented by God so that's Romans 12 17 through 21 so check out Romans Romans is a great great book too so it says double so has the sense of full or overflowing the punishment will fit the crime so Jeremiah 16 18 talks about the cup right the cup of wickedness from which so many have drunk will call for the cup of wrath uh, Revelation 18 7 says am no widow so it says a proud but empty boast to self-sufficiency also made by historical Babylon. You can read about that in Isaiah 47 and 8. And so also 1 Corinthians 10, 12. So uh, in a single day. So the special judgments of Babylon take place in a brief period of time. And that's also spoken of in Daniel 5.30. Daniel records that Babylon of old fell in one day. 
her plagues. These could also include those of Revelation 16.1, but must be the special destruction of the city as well, describing as death in mourning and <clears throat> famine. So verses 9 through 20. So this talks about uh, the lament over Babylon's destruction, not her sin by those who are part of her system. So they're not repenting or lamenting their own sin or her sin. No, 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 just the system, right? So chapter 18, verse 9 talks about the kings, right? The political leaders of the world will weep because the loss of his capital city will signal the doom of Antichrist empire. And with it, the source of their power. Weep and wail over her. Weep means to sob openly. Wells, a well translates the same Greek word used to express the despair of the unbelieving world at the return of Christ. And so let's read chapter 18, verse 9. It says, And the kings of the earth who committed acts of immorality and lived sensuously with her will weep and lament over her. When they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance because of the fear of her torment, saying, Woe, woe, the great city, Babylon, the strong city. For in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. Cargoes of gold and silver and precious stones and pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and every kind of citron wood and every article of ivory and every article made from very costly wood and bronze and iron and marble and cinnamon and spice and incense, perfume, frankincense and wine and olive oil and fine flour and wheat and cattle and sheep cargoes of horses and chariots and slaves and human lives the fruit you long for has gone from you and all things that were luxurious and splendid have passed away from you and men will no longer find them the merchants of these things who became rich from her will stand at a distance because of the fear of her torment weeping in mourning saying whoa whoa the great city she she who was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and adorned with golden precious stones and pearls for in one hour such great wealth has been laid waste and every shipmaster every passenger and sailor and as many as make their living by the sea stood at a distance and were crying out as they saw the smoke of her burning saying what city is like the great city and they threw dust on their heads and were crying out, weeping and mourning, saying, Woe, woe, the great city in which all who had ships at sea became rich by her wealth. For in one hour she has been laid waste. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you saints and apostles and prophets, because God has pronounced judgment for you against her. Then a strong angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea saying so will babylon the great city be thrown down with violence and will not be found any longer and the sound of harpists and musicians and flute players and trumpeters will not be heard in you any longer and no craftsman of any craft will be found in you any longer and the sound of a mill will not be heard in you any longer and the light of a lamp will not shine in you any longer and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride will not be heard in you any longer for your merchants were the great men of the earth because all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all who have been slain on the earth. Yes, folks. So this is where 
it ends. I mean, this is the culmination. This is where it's coming. So it says, um, uh, it says, so he, his, his notes say purple. Of course, it refers to the garment of la laboriously dyed with purple dye extracted from shellfish. So Lydia uh, was a seller of such expensive garments. The distinctive mark of the, of the Caesars was their purple robes. Uh, scented wood, that's the wood from North Africa citrus trees, right? Highly valued because of its color, uh, which was used to make extremely expensive pieces of furniture. Marble, marble imported from Africa, Egypt, and Greece was widely used in Roman buildings. Goes on to talk about the Franks and the Myrrh and slaves, and but he's talking about this as human souls. And so what he's trying to tell you is it's going to be so bad. During the tribulation, it's going to be so bad that these the people are not going to care. They're not going to care about um, their materialistic things. They're not going to care about any of that. The only thing they're going to care about is like literally surviving because that's all that's going to matter because nothing else is going to matter. It's going to be so, um, I mean, devastated. I mean, think all the waters, all the spring, everything is going to be blood. There's going to be hailstones, 100 pounds falling from the sky. There's going to be a massive destruction. There's going to be, in, in, I mean, like you cannot believe. And so they're not going to care about all this other stuff, right? The only thing they're going to care about now is just surviving, right? Mm. So it goes on talk about the ship masters and the ship captains will mourn the loss of Babylon and the lucrative transport businesses that went with it. Of course, they threw dust on their heads, which is an ancient expression of Greek. Uh, I'm sorry, of grief. And of course, in a single hour, not just 60 minutes, but one brief period of swift judgment. <clears throat> it says, God has given judgment for you against her. So the angel will exhort the tribulation martyrs, right? Because there'll be many thousands of them uh, to rejoice, not over the deaths of those doomed to eternal hell, but because God's righteousness and justice will have prevailed. So great millstones. So millstones were large, heavy stones used to grind grain. This metaphor portrays the violence of Babylon's overthrow. Oh, my goodness, people. So the fall of Babylon ends uh, whatever semblance of normalcy that kind of, I mean, would even still be an existing in this world after all the seals and trumpets and bowls. I mean, oh, he goes, life's going to be totally disrupted. Uh, in the near end. And so he goes, no more music, no industry, no preparing of food. Uh, there's going to be no power for light and no more weddings because God will destroy the deceivers and the deceived. So as you can see in the end days, nobody's going to care about any of these things. Roger's going to want to survive. So the blood of the prophets and of the saints. So the religious and commercial political systems embodied in Babylon will commit unspeakable atrocities against God's people. You can read about that in Revelation 6, 10, 11, 7, 13, 7, verse, uh, and 15, and 17, verse 6, and chapter 19, verse 2. God will avenge that slaughter of his people. So that's, I mean, our God is, I mean, he's a jealous God. He loves us very much. And so you can think about it. Um, if you're not a Christian, now is the time to be, man, now is the time to get right with God. I'm not kidding you. I mean, I don't know what else. I, I don't know what else has to happen in this world for you to realize, whoa, the Bible is right. The Bible told us these things were going to happen. They are happening. And if we see that we're, we can see the, the, we can see the events of the tribulation right now forming. We can see all these coalitions coming together. Everything's going global. 
you know, they're already talking about, you don't need meat, you know, Bill Gates can grow you some stuff in the lab and you can eat that, right? We already see that they are in the United States of America. They are literally burning down food processing plants and fertilizer plants. There's been 17 in four months, which is nearly unheard of. I mean, virtually zero food processing plants have ever caught on fire. But here we have 17 just in the first four months. Last year, we had 11. So you can see that it's planned, right? These are planned events, and they are doing it on purpose. And they are setting up what they think is their kingdom, right? They think this is our time. These globalists, these elitists, that's what they're thinking. It's our time. What they don't understand is, no, no, no. It's God's time. So this whole tribulation, the whole everything in the end times is all about Jehovah God. Okay. So you're if 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 you don't have Jesus Christ as your savior, guess what? Dude, you're doomed. You're doomed to hell. You're doomed to live in this world and the tribulation and everything that's coming by yourself. You will have nobody. There will be nobody to help you. Whatever you're praying to has no power. The only one that has power is God Almighty. And I'm going to tell you, you better make your decision today. The Bible says anybody who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's all you have to do is call upon the name of Jesus and he will save you. Ask him, Jesus, save me. Jesus, forgive me. And he will. That's it. There are no... There's no special place that you have to be. You don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to go to a priest. You don't, none of that. You be sitting in your car, cry out to Christ right now, and he will save you. Now is the time. He says in the Bible, today is a day of salvation. Don't wait. Because once you take your last breath here on earth, that's it. You don't have another choice. Nobody can pray you out of hell. Nobody can pay you out of hell. There is no purgatory. Make your decision for Christ today. Today, guys. So next coming up is Revelation chapter 19, and that's going to be the fourfold hallelujah. It gets exciting. It's getting exciting. And after that, we're going to be talking about that. And then, of course, the millennial kingdom. And oh, my gosh, it's going to get exciting. You guys very exciting. Oh, I hope this I hope this is encouraging to you guys. And I hope that the study in Revelation is encouraging you to get into your Bible and to read it and to and to and to you know, mull it over, you know, read it, study it, uh, meditate on it, you know, pray, ask the Lord Jesus to reveal to you what he wants you to know, and he will. So I pray that the Lord will bless this study in his book of uh, Revelation. And I pray that you guys um, are encouraged by this. And, uh, you know, I hope it strengthens you and strengthens your faith in Christ. So anyway, with that, guys, as always, like I always say, Get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come quickly, Lord Jesus. And so uh, my prayer for all of you is that the good Lord, the Father God, will protect you, will strengthen you, will encourage you. And I ask the Lord Jesus all these things in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all so much for listening.